think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello everybody welcome back to talk Skippers podcast my name is so today i'm joined by jake say hello jake hello mate well done for turning up this time say hello billy thanks buddy <laughs> hello mate you're right say hello <laughs> jerry pie hello mate how are we doing i'm doing well had a good day today you had a good day today because, uh, yeah, you had a personal conversation with uh, Darren Huckabee. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't much of a conversation, to be fair. No, it, it, was, it, was, it was me replying to a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's him basically going, what did you call me? <laughs> I am not irrelevant! <laughs> <laughs> so for a little bit of context folks um jed does this thing on our social media it's random footballer of the day where whatever football is on his mind that day um gets tweeted out and today it was it was hucks the mighty hucks um and he retweeted that so <laughs> what did he say not random <laughs> yeah you said he said less of the random he said <laughs> less yeah, of the random at the end of the day Right, it's not like we're saying you're random as in like no one thinks of you. It just randomly came to my mind. Yeah, that's yeah. how it is. Like the other day, we had we had uh, I did Papa Booper Diop the other day, and some guy was like, "Oh, he's not random. He's a legend." It's like, yeah, well, how, often, know. how often do you talk about Papa Booper Diop? Like, <laughs> yeah, every day. Like, <laughs> comment to that to his yeah, uh, so, reply so saying, so like, "How often do you think about him?" <laughs> And to be fair, to be fair to the lad, he was uh, he did say like no, never. (laughs) (laughs) And then he came back with uh, because I put his nickname on there, the wardrobe, right? And he came back like, was he really called the wardrobe? And I was like, well, I thought he would have known that if he wasn't so random. (laughs) Saying the guy's a legend, like you should know what his nickname is. Yeah, just out here defending. (laughs) (laughs) Just all over Twitter, just like looking for (laughs) 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 references. <laughs> to be fair, I I think of him uh, every time uh, I go into that wardrobe. I think of him because he's the size of it. Uh, <laughs> right, oh, just get out of a t-shirt out, me papa. <laughs> yeah. So into the football, boys, on the running order, we have 
at the very first, we're going to talk about Everton, the whole Everton situation. And I should go straight to Billy Boy. In my opinion, before you start, Billy Boy, I think this probably should be Frank Lampard's last game. Yeah. Um, and he lost the El Sacchio. <laughs> the, <laughs> them's be the rules. <laughs> you got to get started. <laughs> 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 and I know people before people fucking comment, you know, oh, don't, don't talk about a guy's job like this. Like, Frank is doing fine. Trust me. <laughs> he's not signing on, on. He's not signing on on Monday. Okay. He's going to be absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> Billy, over to you. What, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, in terms of the manager, he he's got to go. I thought thought it was a it was a brave signing because I me- I mentioned when he was when that appointment was made or just before that appointment was made, Everton look a lot like Villa did in the build up to us being relegated. You know, we we've had the flashy signings, stuff like that. We've had the big name managers. We had Gerard Houllier, for example. They had Carlo Ancelotti and. The manager to get us relegated was Remy Gard. Now, I thought that they were going to appoint a foreign manager, maybe get relegated last year. Fair play to Lampard. He managed to keep them up. But this season, they're in exactly the same position, if not worse. And he's he's got to go. It, it's so similar me, as that. Last, the, club's just year, felt, the club's just in a mess. Last year, kind of felt like the fans just pushed them over the line. You know, yeah. I thought it was a dud deal. I thought I was like, this this team so low in confidence. I don't see them bouncing back, and they did. They did yeah. because they got a new manager, rallied the team. The, the the home games were particularly important for Everton last season, and now the atmosphere in the stadium is not it's just not good. Toxic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Can I can I just make a can I ask a question now, just on oh, Billy's no. point? Billy, is, are you saying <laughs> that uh, that Frank Lampard is like the Ever- Everton equivalent of your Tim Sherwood? Yes. <laughs> oh, although Tim well, Sherwood I'm glad we got that. Final... The important questions being answered on the Total Skinners podcast. <laughs> what I will point out is after that, that Tim Sherwood, I don't think, has had another job in. in no, exactly. So he's not. Right. So, uh, Frank, it's probably not looking good for you if that's the. That's who you're being likened to at the moment. To be fair, I wish I could be relegated as a pundit. (laughs) (laughs) Sick of fucking syrup. (laughs) Going to present him pointless or something like that. Right, carry on, Billy Boy. Yeah, I just, I just think the the whole club's in a mess. Lampard's got to go. I don't think he's a very good manager anyway. Like like you said, Simo, last season he kind of managed to rally them up, get them up. The, the atmosphere at Goodison Park was booming. It, it's not like that this year. It's it's so completely toxic, and he, he probably needs to go for his own sanity. But he's not a good enough manager to get them out of this situation at all. He's not just got see... enough experience, and tactically, he's he's not there anyway. You know, he he said himself the the other week, didn't he? You know, I took over and we were in a relegation fight, and then I don't know where he was trying to go, but he basically <laughs> said, "We're still in a relegation fight." <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you know, I know I know exactly the interview that you're talking about, and I think it does go. You know, we. we you know, got over the line, just stayed up by the skin of our teeth last season and uh, made some investments. They didn't work. And uh, <laughs> never, never back there. 
<laughs> I think there's actually a bit where he says, I know I'm not the best manager. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Oh, but no, I think he's Brian. no, he's a fine manager. He's he's a fine manager. He's so so early on in his managerial career. Um, he is. I think he's, because he's, he's been a footballer, the... he's been a, such a high profile footballer that that's why people... he's got the jobs though. Yeah, yeah, it's why he's got the job. He gets the job. So everywhere off the back he's of been, he yeah, sh- he should have that... really got promoted at Derby. He didn't do very well with Chelsea, although they were under a transfer embargo. You've got that whole argument to go with it. He didn't really do very well there, and at Everton, that he's in, he's a year into the project, if you like, mm-hmm. and they're in the exact same position. He's he's just not that good of a manager. Maybe in 10, 15 years' time, I'll I'll be saying fair play. He's kind of turned it around. He's a bit of a, a Warnock, Pardew, Pearson kind of manager. I don't know. He's I don't not going to turn he... into Pep or oh, Club overnight, is he? Look, I, I think would absolutely if he, love if it if he becomes the next Alan Pardew. <laughs> <laughs> just goes around the clubs. <laughs> Just bounces around the clubs. Oh, we, we haven't got enough of them left anymore. No, I think <laughs> if, I think obviously that he's not leaving Everton if he's on a court. He's going to get sacked at some point, right? If not this week and sometime in the, in the very near future, Frank Lampard is probably going to be out of a job, right? There's a number of things he can do. He can wait around for another job. I don't think that job is coming in the Premier League, personally. I don't think another owner or board are going to are going to roll the dice on Frank unless it looks like they're going down and they kind of just want some sort of bump right but I think you might need to do what Scott Parker's done you might need to go abroad you know where he can maybe recover a little bit of the reputation and then come back um, but he's only what three years four years four years into a managerial career so yeah but th- doesn't doesn't that say a kind of a lot about how his managerial career has gone <laughs> considering he's been in management for three or four years at three or four clubs, at three clubs, sorry. Yeah. You know, he's got sacked at Chelsea, going to get sacked at Everton. He left Derby on his own accord to take the Chelsea job. You know, it But you're forgetting really that he got that lot. Chelsea team just far enough in the Champions League that a good manager could come in and get them over the line. So, <laughs> some sort of credit. I don't know, like, I don't know. It's not a full Champions League credit, but it's, uh, it's like, well done for... I don't know, I... I yeah, <laughs> well done for being <laughs> present for a wee while yeah. before Thomas yeah. Tuchel came in and won a Champions League. Well done for putting the cones out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he put the cones out, Thomas Tuchel came in and did the session. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think the Everton board need to go. I don't think I, I think, think that relationship think... is severed. On you go, Jake. I, I think the the main the main problem with Everton is there's there's such a massive discontent between the fans, the team, and the board. They're they're almost three separate sort of entities all fighting against each other, because certainly the Everton fans I've spoken to in my family, they're just they're fed up with the board, they're fed up with the players now, and you know I think the worst thing that can possibly happen for Everton is to get relegated because they've got that massive new stadium coming. And the la- you don't you know you don't want to be paying for that in the championship. I can I can imagine that for free. Jed's <laughs> mm. looking forward to. It. Oh, <laughs> he's got to be, he's got to be looking forward to. It. 100%. If, if we had Everton away next season, oh, I'd be all over that. Honestly, uh, no, genuinely, I think that I think that they they probably are going to go down. I oh, genuinely, I think it, it, yes, it's very tight, but that squad just does not look good enough. Like they just don't look no. they don't look at it. And I think even if somebody comes in, gives them a bit of a boost, etc. Now there's still quite a long way to go to the end of the season. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, if it was around sort of like February, March time, and, yeah. uh, and there's, you know, there's only... 10, 12 games left, they're, they're still in with a chance of staying up. Then you could say potentially manager bounce might get them out of it. But I think there's there's just as much chance that somebody comes in now, takes over, gives them a couple of wins, et cetera, and then they just slip back into poor form because they're just I just don't think they're a very good side. So if I was Everton, I'd be going after Sean Dyche, to be honest. I was going to say that. He's, he's, he's the only man that can take over that that role and keep them up at this. It, besides at the besides Big Sam, I think. But Big Sam's already been there. I don't know when <laughs> they're going to go back. Yeah. Like, Christ, back. riots in Liverpool if that was to happen. <laughs> I just, oh, my God. I think, I just think, like, it's... I think it sort of burned down. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't do too badly just, when he was there before, did he? That's fake. That's fake. Big Sam work, mate. He just didn't do anything above Big Sam level. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. What I was going to say is, I think we, we we kind of joke about Sean Dice quite a lot in terms of like any job that comes available, we immediately try and link him to it um, because we're big fans of his work. But it's, he's, a, he's our patron saint. Yeah, he has a patron saint. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Genuinely, though, there is a lot of players at Everton that actually suit the profile of Sean Dice's Burnley. Exactly. You know, um, yeah. they've got a lot of tall centre backs that can play out in fullback. Mm-hmm. That's quite important to Sean Dice's side. He's got players on the side that know the system. Um, you know, Dwight McNeil uh, played on the left side for, for Burnley and, and won the, well, would generally win the ball high up the pitch and start, you know, playing out from there. Sean Dice tends to sort of compress teams uh, when, and play it very long and force them into uncomfortable situations. There's a lot of players that fit that sort of profile. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin would play a much simpler role on a Dice side, but probably one that actually better suited to him. I think the only... Is it, am I right to say the only manager to actually get a tune... Out of Dominic Calvert Lewin as Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. Any, yeah. 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 No, he did. I've planted him between the sticks. He says, I'm working on <laughs> I'm working on one touch finishing and I'm just yeah, playing between the I was sticks. I was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah. He gave him a very, very simplistic job. So um, I think Dice would probably land a similar thing on him and he'd play that sort of Ashley Barnes, Chris Wood, very high up the pitch yeah. and, and sort of just looking to get on the end of something. So, and they've got Mope as well. It's It kind of complements him perfectly in a, in a yeah. Dice in a dice formation, if you like. They would probably Cal- play two up Calvin front, Lewis, yeah. the Chris Wood. Neil Mopé is like the Ashley Barnes, if you like. And it's shithouse <laughs> as well. Mopé is a shithouse. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just works. <laughs> it would just work. That's, 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 the, the, Neil Mopé studying tapes of Ashley Barnes. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Now look how Arthur Barnes shoves his elbow into the defender's face. Like, you write, do it down. write it down, Neil. Write it down. <laughs> Neil's got his notepad out, like elbow and face. <laughs> that was you. You both. You both. You, you made a, a really good point there, Billy. Talking about the way Everton played this season without you know with Mope and, and Calvert Lewin. The fact is that that they replaced Richarlison with Mope, and he's been an absolute disaster for them because, to be honest, I don't really think Frank knows where to play him. And when he does, he just sort of shunts him all over the place. Calvert-Lewin can't can't find a tune out of him this season. I mean, they're just just shambolic when you watch them. And I say that as a Liverpool fan who's quite happy to see them be shambolic. (laughs) But, you know... They are. There's no other way to say it. There is, there is no other. Do you really want? Way. Do you really want a season without a Merseyside derby as a Liverpool fan? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That'd be honestly the the abuse that I would give every single member of my family is, is worth it. I'll just take. Sorry, I was just going to say, the thing for Calvert-Lewin is he needs service. His yeah, best does. season under An- Ancelotti, he had Luca Dean whipping balls in every single time he got the ball. And so it was so easy for that one-touch finish to be implemented. Since then, it's just been it's just been a shambles. Obviously, injury records haven't helped, but it's it's just all over the place. And under Frank, it's just not going to get any better. No, I think... I think- Frank's asking stuff that's just not in the locker. I think he's asking stuff that just I don't he comes deep. He looks like a fish out of water. You know, he steps into a sort of tries to support a midfield. For me it just doesn't look tries to be a bit like Harry Kane. Yeah, okay. I suppose the modern striker, isn't it? Like you even yeah. see Haaland kind of doing it and kind of looking like Bambi on ice. You know? <laughs> it's, 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 it's the it's the modern manager wants everything that he possibly can from every single player. Um whereas you see more experienced heads, kind of, I feel like they understand the players a little bit more, you know? Dice should just tell him to stay on the last defender, that's what I'd Stay saying. on the last defender, yeah. make, sure you're, make sure you're between the sticks, wait yeah. for the service. Yeah. <laughs> Try when, when you're aerial duels, when you're fouls. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's really simple when you put it like that, and that, that's what but I generally think that's what. Is. Th- I, I generally think that's what, what his job would be in a Sean Dice system, system. I don't think he'd be yeah. like coming deep to receive it. I don't think he'd be... I think Absolutely not, no. You know, Sean Dice prefers to win the ball probably midfield and in a defence than counter-attack, so he's not really going to be pressing a crazy amount, you know? So, yeah, I think... It just, it just makes perfect sense, that appointment, yeah. to bring in yeah. Sean Dice. It, I mean, like like we've highlighted, the, the players fit it. It's just perfect. My My only thing would be whether he would want to go there with the mess of the board and that i don't I think, think i, I don't think, think he nice would i think there. he no that, that that's I the thing a, i think he I had would a feeling that sorry Billy, i had a feeling that Dodge was holding out for the forest job personally to see if uh if forest were going to struggle but they don't look like they're struggling as much as, as everyone thought they would be at the minute, contract so. as well yeah i have a feeling that Dodge was kind of holding out for that because i think he is a forest fan so um yeah, it's kind of a a weird situation. But if I was him, and you want, you know, you, I wanted a, a job at a, a you know a Premier League size club, you go to a. I think I'd go to Everton. But but the board is a mess. But he, you know, it's not like he's not worked under difficult circumstances before. So. Yeah, he worked in the hardest stuff. But I I think exactly. he worked in the hardest circumstances in the league for the longest time. Hundred percent. Yeah. So we shall see, boys. 
Right, moving on to more savoury subjects. Villa, Billy, you'll be happy for moving on to this. We're going to talk about Aston Villa <laughs> just because Unai Emery has had a great start. He's, he's working out Euro, Europa League pending, um, as they say. Unai Emery, it's, it's like when you appoint Emery, you've already won the Europa League, it's just pending. And, uh, <laughs> couldn't be the case. I think watching Villa under Emery, everything just makes a bit more sense. Yeah, Everything just makes a bit more sense. It's all the stuff that it's all the stuff that I feel like all Villa fans were crying out for Steven Gerrard to do with this system. Um, they, they seem so obvious, but yeah, I, I'll go. Billy, you're the you're you're the one here that's watched the most minutes of, of Aston Villa. What, what do you make of Unai Emery's Aston Villa? Uh, to be honest with you, I think you summed it up perfectly. Where you, when you just said it, it just makes a lot more sense. You know, we, instantly he's had what seven seven eight games maybe or yeah. in the league anyway. And you can already see what he's trying to do, what he's trying to implement, how we want to play, you know, in the spaces. He said before that we're not really stuck to a formation. It's about playing in the spaces. You know, you've got likes of Buendia who, I mean, he's been a very frustrating player of of late, but he he can find those spaces. He can play that ball through every now and then. Um, And... And, you know, we've got Ollie Watkins up front, Leon Bailey up front, who they need a few chances to score. Don't get me they wrong. Do. <laughs> but, they will eventually score, as we've seen, thankfully. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just so good. He's he's really got, uh, it feels like a proper warm atmosphere with the Villa fans, the Villa players. It just feels a little bit like a, a family as such. Hmm. And Unai Emery's been the man to orchestrate it perfectly. He, it's it's just such a good feeling around the Villa, and when when we the thing is the the past few games as well, we've not necessarily looked fantastic. You know, we've got the Leeds game. If it wasn't for Martinez, we'd probably have lost that because some of the saves that he pulled off were just world class. The same again yesterday as well. You know, he pulled off another couple of wonderful saves and kept us in the game really he's in the past two games he's won us six points essentially and we've not really looked fantastic going forward this is why I mentioned earlier when talking about Wendy he's a very frustrating player because we we lack that or at the minute anyway we're lacking that last bit of quality with the final ball through to to supply Watkins and Bailey in that it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And. When we've it's not, not just looked. that, we just work hard and just create a good chance. Watkins and Bailey have been lacking in their finishing because yeah. there's been a couple of yeah. times where I thought Bailey, Bailey, that one he rattled over the bar, and you think that's the easiest chance you're going to get all game. Yeah. It's the easiest chance you're going to get all game. It, got it, all the time it, and the space in the so world. So frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then when you've got someone like, from, I think that demoralises a team. Anyway. I think yeah, it demoralises I mean, a team because they think we work hard, we fucking pressing, we're, we're working hard to move yeah. up the pitch, we're working hard to create these chances. Then you see it going to Rose Ed. That's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then uh, from a, from my point of view anyway, you've got someone like Danny Ings on the bench or had Danny Ings on the bench mm-hmm. and you're like, 
he's the goal scorer that we need to bring him on and he's going to score goals. You know, why aren't, why aren't we starting him? We started him against Brighton. He scored two goals, won us the game. You know, he came on against Wolves um, and and got the, uh, got the equaliser, mm-hmm. you know. And then you realise when he came on early against Leeds, because what, Watkins had to come off with an injury, you, you then realise when he's starting and he's just not an Emery striker. He's just not quick enough to, to do the job that Unai Emery's asking for, asking of him. Now, in my you know opinion, what? I'd, I'd have liked for us to keep... To, I would to rather the manager Danny's. be decisive. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'd rather the manager yeah. be decisive and just, and just get Danny Ings a great move. Get Danny Ings a move to West Ham. I think that makes yeah. Danny Ings very happy. I seen him come on. I, I did watch um, uh, West Ham and Everton and Danny Ings did come on and affect the game in a positive way. Uh, so He'll keep them up. Best, He'll be a massive thing. for West Ham, yeah. Yeah, he's the clinical finisher that West Ham haven't really got at the minute. Mm-hmm. And he will, if if they weren't already going to stay up because of the quality of play that they've got, he will ensure that they do comfortably. If you that, like. that that stat that we that we posted the other day about that was a twenty three strikers out of fifty five for West Ham haven't scored twenty two. Yeah, I mean tw- twenty three with Ings, he's, he's not scored yet. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> But that's it's, it's a ridiculous stat. I mean, West Ham have struggled for striker yeah. for, for God knows how long. And I think he, he that's a great signing by David Moyes. That, that's super. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good deal for all parties, really. I mean, yeah. I, I preferably, of course, being being a fan of the selling club, I'd have liked a little bit more from him. You know, he's he's only 30. I mean, he's not over the hill just yet. He's a proven clinical striker in the Premier League. It's January. I'd have liked to have held out for a little bit more, but I think when that kind of money comes available, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry, for a player that's not going to be in the manager's plans, and like you say, Sibo, the, ma- when decisive, the manager's going to be decisive. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's a good move for all parties, you know. Daniels is happy um, playing regular football, you know. It's it, it's it's one of them things, really. Who knows? Um, been who knows? Been staring at that pitch until midnight. All night. And he can't oh. visualise that. <laughs> do, do you think that's what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. Just start. He, he and then just doesn't it, fit it gets right. to midnight and he just goes, Danny Ings has to go. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing tonight? It's like, I've just played out. Then he goes home and David Moyes. Oh, Moisey. can guarantee that he'll score against us in March, though. Yeah. Oh, it's nailed on. Nailed on. Yeah. You shouldn't expect anything <laughs> less, to be honest. I think, in fact, you should no. be disappointed if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I don't know if there's any other teams that are playing cat, uh, Claret and Blue, but um, Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. That's the only I was going to say. It's, it's the only move. It's not completely ruled out yet. Yeah. There's one in Turkey, but I can't remember who they are now. <laughs> oh, is that Trasbon Sport? Trasbon Sport. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, it's still time. Yeah. Still time. I, I, I tell you what. Uh, well, he is starting to thin, a couple, isn't he? A couple so, of years. So, yeah. You know when the time comes. I'll tell you what. A couple of years at West Ham, a couple of years in Turkey, come back to Scunthorpe in League Two or whatever. Yeah. Wind it down. Run it down the road. Those luscious locks. <laughs> hey, you know what? He should be he should be pushing for that turkey move. <laughs> <laughs> He's not done just yet. He's not done yet just yet. He's got West Ham to keep up. But, uh, moving on, boys. I'm going to talk about the game we all watched this evening. 
superb game of football throwback. Uh, Arsenal versus United at the Emirates. Um, Arsenal, absolutely excellent. Manchester United didn't need to give them the credit of they're missing Casemiro, but they still gave Arsenal a good a good game. Um, Jed, I'm going to come to you, mate. Thoughts on the match? Oh, what a game! What a game that was. That was, um, and I'm not going to say for it. the Premier League. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You just beat him to it. I didn't say it. Why take away, Jed? Why take away, Jed? said it, so I didn't have to. I, I was going to say, I'm not going to say those words, but if there ever was one, <laughs> honestly, that, it, had, it had a bit of everything, didn't it? It was a real, it was a proper battle between two sides who play really good football. Um, some real quality on show. I mean, Saka's goal, excellent. Rashford's goal was excellent. Um, yeah, it just, it just, you just, it could have gone either way, really, couldn't it? Watching it, you you were looking at it, thinking like, I actually can't call who's going to get the winner. And even mm. even when the winner did come, it would happen in dramatic fashion in the last minute. You know, <laughs> is it was it offside? I actually thought it might have been offside, to be honest, looking at it in real time. And then I seen the replay, and I thought, oh yeah, he's he's probably level. That atmosphere um, at the end of the game, though. Yeah, just feel you can tell the there's something you know, going on. Just... Something's happening there, isn't it? Something's happening at Arsenal. Zinchenko loves it as well. He fucking <laughs> loves it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just up for it. He just looks like he's just oh, he's just a machine. Someone, um, someone, um, someone posted a tweet. Uh, one of the lads that they were following was a Liverpool fan, and he, it was actually a really a good tweet because when Liverpool won the league, that that win against United, where Salah went through and. and and mm. scored the winner, well, the, the second goal and the, the atmosphere after the game. And, you know, it felt like that was the the moment that we knew we'd won the league. It almost felt to me like I, after reading that tweet, like this was similar, you know, a late winner against United, you know, January, go go a little bit further. It, it felt like the Arsenal side there turned another corner, you know, Arsenal teams before when when you you know United would have pegged them back a couple of times, they'd have capitulated and folded. But but this side, fair play to them, fair play to Arteta. I mean, he's really turned them around. You know, last year just makes me laugh. All the Arsenal fans calling for his head, and now the, now he's <laughs> yeah. the greatest thing since yeah. sliced bread. <laughs> he's, he's superb, and I, I wonder like his the, the the people at Arsenal completely backed him. You know, there was never mm. I don't think there was ever any noise in the club that his job was actually in jeopardy. And um, I always just thought it's because he wasn't going to make a lot of noise. He wasn't going to, he wasn't going to demand a lot for the owners and the board and stuff like that because it's his first job. He should just be happy to be there, as I say. But he's excellent. He's mm-hmm. absolutely superb. I'm sold in the dock. I like the dock. I like how he acts in the dock. Yeah. That, <laughs> the thing that's, is, the, that's the thing that's fans, everyone's us buying fans into it, see. aren't they? Yeah, everyone's buying yeah. it. Yeah, that, that's the things us fans don't see, you know. When, when you see... Arsenal fans kind of calling for his head. He's got to go. Arteta out. All of this. We they can't see what's going on behind the scenes. And when you yeah. when you see yeah. that, you then completely understand why why that why they stuck with him. And I, I remember us. We we were all all season long. We were we were laughing. We can't wait for this documentary. They've yeah, they've just finished fifth true. last day of the season. Spurs have beat them to then it. You watch it oh, this is like, going to be hilarious. Like, Adam Ramsdale was a beast. I love Adam Ramsdale. I fucking love Adam Ramsdale. <laughs> for me, it's the fact that they've got the they were selling. I'm sure they were selling t-shirts with his little drawings on. You know. From like, <laughs> the whiteboard yeah, yeah. like, they've done that last season like they're, 
that would have been absolutely ridiculous. No, that would have been, like, yeah. yeah. This yeah, season, yeah. that'll be that'll be on the side of their stadium like next year, like, <laughs> with a Premier League trophy underneath it. It's crazy. Like, I, that, personally, I don't think I don't think they've shown the title up yet. No, but I no, think no, that when no, they play no. when they play Man City, City twice. when they play mm-hmm. Man City, if they beat Man City, that's that's the moment when you'll think then. Yeah, this is our, this is Arsenal's title, and the only way they lose it is if they fuck it up, basically. If you, <laughs> the thing like, is, that the two the two games against City are really really important, right? Because mm. if City go and win both of them, they, they smell blood. Uh, yeah. The same way they did against Liverpool, when Liverpool got on a little bit out ahead of City, and City just kind of they got to about February, and then they just started rolling rolling over teams because they knew, you know, they're like they're chasing, they're chasing. There's no room, no room for mistakes. Mm. So I think you know. When, when when City go to the Emirates in particular, I think they really, really need to win that game. That's one thing that Liverpool always did when they were in these title races with City. They always gave them a game. They, yeah, City yeah. would roll, they, 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 they would have rolled five teams in a row and then they get to Liverpool and then it's like, yeah. it's a wake-up call that, you know, that they can't do that every single week. <laughs> At least two times I mean, a year. You, I've you, can't, you just can't <laughs> ever, like... You, really, you can't ever, like, write Man City off, can you, just because of how... No. How no. they can just steamroller teams like even even in like yeah, at the minute what you'd call probably not the best form and they don't look as convincing as they normally do. They've gone out and they put four four against or four past Spurs in the midweek, albeit you know after going two 0 down and a half. But that's they, even they, more then gone and, you know, Harland's <laughs> gone and scored a hat trick today. You know, and, and Wolves aren't Wolves aren't a bad side either. They, they've really improved no. since um, Lopetegui came in. So yeah, they have. Like, they've, they've got. A- Fairly decent like, defensive record as well. Yeah, <laughs> so like, it's, it's really um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really like you really can't write them off. But the that there just seems to be something in the air at Arsenal where like you can just kind of feel that they're not going to throw this away. Like they, you can tell they want it, and and you can tell that the team is a team. You know, that's is it's a proper unit. They're all buying into what Arteta's you know coaching them to do, and it's pay, you know, it's paying off. They're all the right age. They're all right age because yeah, yeah. not there's not there's not a lot of trophies in that team. The players that have already went and won mm. titles and stuff like that's not really not. It takes Inchenko out and that, that trophy cabinet gets a bit barren, apart from the <laughs> FA Cups and stuff. But mm. but they they all want it. They they fucking they want it more they want it more than any other team in the league, I think. I think they they, they play with more desire than City just now, and I think they play with more desire than any other team in the league. They can tell yeah. every player to a man. Desperate, <laughs> absolutely desperate to win every game. It's so it's it's such a good watch. I mean, I've always had stakes watching Liverpool, so we always like had a wee bit more intensity to it. Now I'm watching another another team. They'll kind of play with that intensity, and they they've invested, but nowhere near as much as the teams around them. You know, so and in a way, Definitely. you know, I kind of I want to watch that team going. Now that Liverpool are completely out of the question, I want to watch that team <laughs> going get over the line. I think they deserve this is, it as well. Hmm? This, this I, I think they deserve it. No, yeah, I, I think that. So. Yeah, that's what I put in the group chat the other day. I was like, if they win the league, they, they deserve it. It's not just how, how I feel as, a, as as somebody with no stakes in the Premier League. Like, I, I just want to see variety, basically, and and like yeah. different teams winning it because it does get boring when the same team wins it over and over again. And um, from my perspective, to see Arsenal win it would actually be really refreshing, especially as with such a good side such good young players that they've got in there you know they play such good football and that front that front three they've got of Martinelli Odegaard and Saka is, is just you know, at the moment it's now. unreal super yeah Trossard won't even start you know like, it's, it's, it's crazy <laughs> yeah, I think it? he actually like, did 
quite. He did affect he the game. He did very tonight. well when he came on. You know, he did affect the game. Yeah, quite positive. He did, but it, that's the thing, though. Like, he, he did. He'll be a good impact sub for them, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. And like, but he's not. He's not. He plays on the left not, side, and he's not getting yeah. an out of the Martinelli. Yeah, that's why it's such a good signing because it, it brings competition as well. If yeah. if Martinelli has an off half and Trossard comes in and smashes it the second half, you know, Trossard then probably starts the next game and you've mm-hmm. all of a sudden got that healthy competition between places and that itself makes you grow as a player. Mm. Can I come on to a selfish point? Right, so well, if, if Arsenal go and win this league, <laughs> Man City are going to go and buy fucking Jude Bellingham. They're going to go and get <laughs> fucking Camavinga from Real Madrid or something like that. They're going to get like <laughs> any player, any player that's this deformed player in Europe. Ten fullbacks. Yeah. Um, and he won't start any of them. <laughs> he won't start any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a, a question. Just a quick one. And I think, uh, but the selfishly, that that will be that will make everything harder at Liverpool because Man City <laughs> are going to, they're going to go in. But but they've not bought Haaland to to win the Premier League for the fifth year in a row or five years out of six. They've yeah. bought Haaland to to win the Champions League, and that's their ultimate goal. I think at the end of the day, they they obviously want to win the league. It, Bored it's huge. Uh-huh. Bored of the league. I bored it. Using yeah, it, using, ex- it, using exactly. the trophies to wedge open doors and stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're, they're using the uh, they're using the league now as a, as a rest for the, uh, the for, big, for the big boys to play the Champions League. <laughs> it's just one long preseason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I get your point, Billy. I get your point. They, they need to be better at tournament football. And getting a lethal striker like Haaland does make you a bit better at tournament yeah, football. J- j- just a bit. <laughs> 25 <laughs> goals, I think it is now. Mm. I just think I just think they go out and they get whatever form player there is in Europe. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah, that, they, it's do that, that, they do that anyway, though, isn't? don't they, Simo, to be yeah. fair? They do it anyway, but at the same time, they'll be, they'll be making a point out. Because it's like, it's more like it's that there's an extra bit of yeah, like the season after Liverpool won the league, it was, they were just like <laughs> fuck these guys, <laughs> we're going to win this, and they did. Yeah, but that's what you that's what you'd do if you could, though, wouldn't you? Like if Liverpool yeah. could do that, then you know you, you would you wouldn't want them to to do anything less, would you? So well, absolutely. Mate, well, yeah, I'll finish up soon with these Qataris potentially. Yeah, yeah. So I read in the Athletic that um, last summer. Liverpool had a £171 million bid um, for Kylian Mbappé accepted pretty much and uh, Mbappé turned us down. Sad face. (laughs) That is uh, ridiculous money. I'm sorry, that is ridiculous money. I read that PSG have said the only club they would sell Mbappé to is Liverpool. Well, that's, actually, the, that's... it wasn't PSG. It was Mbappe. It was like, nah. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying that. I, uh, I, 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 I read, I read. I respectfully that, decline. That, that, that they said they 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 said basically there's a they said you know the only club we'll, we would sell him to is Liverpool. They wouldn't want to sell him to like Real Madrid or City or anything like that because they. Yeah. Cause, is that because they don't see Liverpool as a threat? No, it's because they'd all be won by a player for like the next 30 years. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We wouldn't sign anyone else ever again. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
you know, it'll be it'll be Mbappe and then it'll be like Curtis Jones and then everyone <laughs> else is in the academy at this time, you know. Who's <laughs> coming out of the academy? Um no so, right back. <laughs> yeah, no right back. <laughs> <laughs> and well done Mbappe for, for clearly spotting that that would be the case. <laughs> so well done him. Right boys, shall we shall we talk about FBL? Do we have yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. We, got a, we got a great week. Oh, no, <laughs> well, outside of the captaincy decision, yeah. it was all right. Oh, oh shit. I got I'm 64. Well I got, I'm I'm currently at 64 points and I've got oh. two players to play, Perisic nice. and Mitrovic. So it's a bit of a contrast between the two there because on one hand, I want Perisic to have a clean sheet, but on the other hand, I want Mitrovic to score. So. You know what will happen. <laughs> Fulham will score, but it won't be much of it. It won't be much of it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's Andrea Tim Pereira. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, 64 points, two players to play with, then Jakey Boy. I'm, um, I'm at 51 points, sadly. 56 is the average. average. So bang, bang no, it's average. up to 56. Oh, um, oh is it? Uh, yeah. So I'm five behind the average, right? Three players still to play. Oh, you'll, you'll be fine. One of them is Emerson Royale. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two players still to play. <laughs> and that is Harry Kane. But that's your captain as well. And Mitrovic. So we need goals. Otherwise, I've had a bit of a disaster. And it'll be the first week I've got below average since we came back for the World Cup. This is a guaranteed 1-1 son and bloody... Per- like. Tim Ream to score or something like that. <laughs> Trying to get a film player. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Mitrovic. <laughs> it's like uh, Brian McBride. <laughs> what a legend. You know, Danny Murphy. <laughs> Collins John. Collins <laughs> <laughs> John. Uh, um, yeah. So I'm on, uh, I'm on 68 points at the minute. Um, Must be nice. With two players still to play in my starting eleven, so I've got Kane and Mitrovic. Um, both could bag, but I also I I thought that Pep would play Foden today, and he wasn't even in the squad, let alone in the starting eleven. Um, What's so going I'll on get, here, by the way? I don't know, but but I'll get Almiron's points anyway, and he got three to swap in for mm. Foden. So technically, at the minute, I'm on seventy-one plus Kane and mm. Mitrovic. So not too bad um, a game week for me. Disappointed though because. I started Nick Pope and left David Rea on the bench and Rea's got 10 points and mm. Pope only got six. That's, That's like annoying. me with Alisson. Alisson got nine, Pope got six. Yeah, it's annoying that, isn't it? But yeah. Uh, Captain Harland, though, crucially, and he's got 34 points. So, um, yeah, that was a good captain to that. Every time I've Captain Harland and he scored a hat-trick, Every time I've captained him and he scored a hat-trick, I've gone, why didn't I triple captain him? Like, every single time. It's happened, like, four times now. <laughs> like, you know what? Today, really, today and I know, today. I know the one week that I do triple captain him, he won't fucking score, so. Well, that oh, was it. oh, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> two games. Two games you could have just, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, we get, we get, we get a few against Spurs again. We get a hat-trick against Spurs and then, uh, <laughs> back. What was the other game? United. United. Yeah. Yeah. yeah back against United. You know, look short at back. Yeah. He's going to fucking jump right over him. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Blank. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, Kane man. is captain, but I just feel, I can feel it. I said this in the group chat earlier. I can feel it in my balls that Kane is going to do nothing against Phil. <laughs> nah, I'll get a penalty or something. 
Right. Honey, I lit the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised got, uh... you brought that up, Jed. <laughs> well, I was just talking about Harry Kane being a very good penalty taker, to be honest, Billy. His record in the Premier League <laughs> you is sure very about good. That? So. <laughs> <laughs> why, is, why is everyone pretending like Harry Kane isn't a good penalty taker because he missed one penalty? Like, come on, let, let it go, man. I mean, it's funny, though. You, know, you weren't even bothered this... about England at the World Cup anyway. No, I know, which is why I find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already, I've already let it go, and I was bothered about England at the World Cup. Yeah, you let, you let it go. Anyway. It's that meme, isn't it, where, you, where you've got the mask and behind it, you're crying. <laughs> no, no, genuinely. Like, I'm not going to say any more now, because you just said it this. But I actually don't... <laughs> It doesn't even matter to me. Oh, you know, oh, Harry Kane to oh, me is still a good penalty taker. <laughs> to be fair, the, the Jed has a point. Do you know who missed the most penalties in the Premier League? And I guess who's missed the most Premier League penalties? Michael Owen. <laughs> Alan Shearer missed the most most oh, sixteen yeah. penalties yeah. he's missed. Really? Do you know how many he scored? Fifty four. Just pulled them right a... out of my head, boys. I wasn't looking over on this screen. <laughs> <laughs> just always kept on hand, you know what I mean? Um, I've got a question for everyone. I think just to, to sort of, in the random section of the podcast, if you could pick a, a team in the Premier League to do all or nothing, do the, the Amazon series, all or nothing, who, who would you who would you want to see, like the behind the scenes? Oh. Because there's three Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea, it's got I, Chelsea. Think, I think I think oh, Chelsea I think... would be an absolute shambles to watch. It'd be hilarious. I think a good one would be Leeds because I'd love to see how much Jesse Marsh is like Ted Lasso. Leeds, they already made that. They already made that. They got another season yeah, coming. Yeah, I want to see it. Want to see a Jesse Marsh version? <laughs> and I think I, and an and an Everton one as well. That'd be uh, that'd be quite interesting. Everton was the obvious I honestly, answer. I honestly think they've missed Chelsea. Trick with Chelsea when when Villa went on the run of the playoff final we lost, the playoff final we won, and staying up on the last day. I'd have loved to have seen like a behind the series all or nothing documentary on those three seasons. I think it would have been incredible from the the low yeah. of the, the playoff. See, I think to make all or nothing, all has to that. be on the table. The, the all all was never on the table before. for Villa. Maybe now under Unai, who knows? Villa could do maybe mid-table or nothing. Look at his face. For a for a team that's only one point away from Liverpool, that's uh, uh, very brave. Very yeah, brave. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, you said they it. missed a trick with it, but you know, you know, they don't know that's going to happen before the start of the season. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, we've been in the playoff final. Oh, we should have recorded this one. <laughs> <laughs> They've won one, lost one. Damn it! <laughs> it's been entertainment for everyone. Uh, anyway. uh, when they stay up on the last date, well, we've only got ourselves to blame now, lads. We, you know, <laughs> Chelsea would be the funniest. Chelsea, Chelsea would be the funniest Chelsea. because it's just the camera crew yeah. would just have no you know idea what? who. <laughs> I think the Newcastle one would be quite good as well. Ah, uh, like, yeah. The Newcastle one would have been good if it started under Mike Bruce Ashley and then 
carried yeah. on like now. Well, I think that probably would have been good. No, it would have just been better. You know, you know Jed, they don't, <laughs> yeah. they don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, can you imagine Uno a documentary? <laughs> can, no, what I'm saying is, can you imagine a documentary that follows Steve Bruce? Like, in the that's, that's pretty but much what I was saying. He, he, he was the manager when we lost the playoff final. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should just be all or nothing Steve Bruce. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Bruce or nothing. Bruce. <laughs> I, I listened to the, yes. this is this is a podcast recommendation. Um uh, Football Ramble interviewed Neil Warnock. Okay, I've never heard of them before, Simo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's amazing. And he talks about the doc. He's like, <laughs> you know. Just yeah. he wanted it to be like yeah. he wasn't playing up for the camera. Which made it that's what it needs to be. Like they need to forget the camera's there. You know, yeah, it used yeah. to be like Neil Warnock. Sorry, that lad, you're on bench. You're on bench, lad. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> that's the greatest football documentary that's ever been made in. Oh, in the nothing's ever come close. So like, nothing will ever top it. <laughs> so, so Warnock or nothing has has way better foot rhyme to it than Bruce or nothing. Warnock or nothing. Oh, mate, you could make a joint one like Warnock or Bruce. <laughs> like, just compares the two. Which one's the good and the, which one's the bad in that? That's, that is for the viewer to decide. That's, yeah, that's yeah. viewer discretion. That's the selling point. You know, like that, um, you've seen that, you've seen that Netflix series that they brought out where you can watch the episodes in any order. It's like that. Yeah, I'm halfway through any, it. You just watch any order, Bruce or Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, <laughs> right. righto. I think we'll finish it there, boys. Sounds Thank you very much right, for joining me. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Thank you, Simo. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> and until next time, uh, cheer bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.